I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. So we, we're recording. Um, everyone good? Yeah. Okay. Right. So here we are. We're back again. Apologies for missing last week. It's just one of those things. Um, irons with the fire, left, right, and centre. So uh, it happens. Um, so I think we'll go around the houses as usual. You know, how is everybody? How are we doing? Ben, how are you? Let's get you out of the way first. I've just... Uh, so, Strap in. <laughs> uh, so just before we, we press record there, I was just getting a, a fair amount of shit because I talk a lot. Uh, thought, thought that was the idea of a podcast, but obviously I probably need to stick to my quota. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, uh, just looking into that stuff that you talked about in the last podcast about uh, slave uh, government-backed uh, labour. Um, so looking at how we can employ um, some of these, these kids, 16 to, what is it, 21-year-olds? 24. Yeah. 24, yeah. So yeah, we're going to yeah. see if we can do that. Uh, be good if we can, you know, um, maybe see if we can get some... Um, Pads brats or something like that in here. That would be quite good. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have a look at that. Um, that's about it, really, for us in the last week or so. Cool, man. Luke? Um, yeah, same day. Uh, like we were speaking about before, like it's just uh, looking into this sort of government employment. So hopefully, have an office sprog uh, at the other end of a fucking telephone or the end of a DM. Um, so yeah, looking into that. Uh, and then obviously, we just, just announced our. Uh, announcement announced our announcement announced our project <laughs> with um, Project Vertical I don't know if you've seen the video and stuff but yeah. yeah this is what I was sort of alluding to a few weeks ago but don't really say much but yeah um, going to be like a mega fucking event so bloke called Fergus Crawley he's doing Ben Nevis 32 times up and down <laughs> over like 10, 11 days he's obviously mega keen at the minute but yeah, he's obviously... <laughs> see, see how keen he is. Yeah, yeah. See, see how keen he is after, like, day two, and he's like, this is fucking websies. And the novelty's wearing off. Everyone's fucked off, and it's just him going up and down the hill. But it's a mega bloke, mate. It's all, uh, all for mental health in November. Um, there's some pretty cool companies involved, so we were pretty, pretty honoured that he sort of reached out to us as well. So it's a big opportunity for us, and it's something that we can actually get involved in rather than just jumping on all these little little charity fundraiser yeah. we wanted to do something quite big this year and um, actually rather than the odd little 50 quid here 40 quid there uh, just put all our chips into one thing so um, <laughs> um, looking forward to it it should be good got a good month beat up uh, and then it goes you're starting on the 1st of November uh, finishing on the 11th which should be quite okay. pertinent so yeah, yeah. finishing on the November the 11th which is quite a nice touch cool. so, yeah, we'll be be dragging the trailer up to fucking Ben Nevis, so that'll be that'll be a grizz on its own. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to use the tilt though, making Bruce? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, take, we're taking the trail up there. So obviously, when we have yeah. a chat, we're like, yeah, yeah, cool, look, fucking hell, we can set up at the bottom of the hill. Everyone can come down, have a wet, have a chat, and stuff, be hoofing. And obviously, fucking um, got on my phone after, went on to Google Maps, and was like, fuck me, that's, that's fucking far that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so logistically, I might have fucking. Had a bit of a stinker there, like, but yeah, fully committed now. So, if any of you, fan- any of you fancy a fucking long drive in November, just, just give me a shout. No, I, I probably will do that because I'm I don't really have a life, so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just come up with bigger. <laughs> um, yeah, what we've been doing, I'm really done much. Like, the main most exciting thing I did this week was that cross brief we had where we, uh, yeah, it was mega. So, we, we basically. Obviously, we talk about this little circuit I trust quite a lot, and we decided. I think it was was it you or Nick that sort of brought it up as a as an idea, Luke. Um, Take the credit, Luke. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it was my idea. Yeah, Uh, fuck (laughs) it. Yeah, it was actually came up with an idea about let's get together, have a chat, see what each one of us does well, and then just impart knowledge. and it, it, yeah, it was good. It was a nice warm fuzzy for me. I learned some stuff off Luke about uh, social media, um, marketing and all the analytics behind that and how they do that. Uh, managed to 
give some value because there's just a couple of things I'm, I'm doing. Because I think it was very one-sided. I was like, shit, I need, I need, to, to. <laughs> I need to pull someone up my arse here. So, yeah, I've, sort of, I've like given them a bit of uh, knowledge, I suppose, about some of the apps I'm using to help run this shambles. So uh, it was quite good. And we had a nice burger. Yeah, it was good. That was beneficial. Like, I think you've mentioned it before when you're just sort of getting people randomly messed. Oh, lost you. Shit. Have I dropped out there, boy? You sounded for about 10 seconds. All right. Uh, I was just saying it's beneficial. Like like you said, when people sort of jump in your sort of DMs and they're quite lazy and they're just sort of, where do you get this from? How do you do this? Before they've even looked into it. But I think share knowledge within the safe space, safe circle that we are. Um, yeah, we're all going to benefit from it because the bigger you get, the bigger we get and it all works. Around, so I think it's, yeah. it's good, mate. And obviously we all, we heard about Ben's latest mission. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you want, I'm pretty sure you want to keep that under wraps for the moment, Ben. Yeah. Yes, please, mate. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. potential, potentially epic. Um, yeah. A lot of give back, which is pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, until those bits and pieces are ticked off, then then yeah, I've got to keep it on the download. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But I'll uh, we'll get together anyway, and I'll give you a back brief about everything I learned from Luke, like a, a masterclass in how to actually run a business. <laughs> Call for business, mate. <laughs> okay, so uh, quite good on this week. So the audio message feature that we have as part of our the fact that a company called Anchor hosts the podcast. They have a thing where you can go on the website. Um, the, I, there's a link in all the blurb on all the podcast episodes if you want to find it. But you can go and you can basically leave us a voicemail. And you can ask a question, you can give us some shit, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and I thought this was a mega feature when I signed up to the Anchor thing. I thought this could be brilliant. We'll have a bit of backwards and forwards, a bit of discussion and you know, we'll actually uh, get to speak to people. And so far, there's been two people who've used it. But <laughs> 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 well, there's not three, but originally there was, there was two. Um, one of whom I know anyway, so you might as well text me. Uh, so, oh, fuck's sake, I've forgotten the guy's name. Jesus. Are you, are you, uh, are you playing the, the piece, though? I will do, yeah. Well, I, you won't hear it now. So basically what I'm going to do, um, I will... Editing here, his name. <laughs> Once I've looked it up, I will, we've listened, all listened to it, but I will play it uh, properly afterwards. So we'll leave a little gap here, and then everyone can hear it, and then we'll respond to it. Hi, Gaz. Uh, I've just discovered your podcast from uh, Hugh Kerr, and it's in relation to uh, a few ones that you've thrown out. Really interested in the tribal idea but one of the things certainly in relation to the um, police one that you mentioned a few episodes back is with the military there's clear values and I think at the minute with the police there's very conflicting values um, and conflicting messages especially from a leadership what's your view on that you know one minute people uh, are being told look stop kneeling, stop doing this. And then next minute, someone's saying, well, that's really good. You should be doing that. You know, there's a lot of uh, different views on there on what people should be doing. Um, just be interested to see on your views on that, mate. Cheers, Tom. No, it's really good. Uh, some really good points there. Uh, listen, yeah. obviously, when you shared it, um, some concerns uh, by the sounds of it from, from what he's saying, uh, and also some probably some... Um, kind of ideals that he thought he was signing up to that probably didn't really, you know. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose he wants to, obviously we're, none of us are police, but we've all worked with police and we all know police. But I think he wants it from our perspective of how we see it in the military. And I think when he says clear values, I'm not even totally sure that we... I don't, I don't know if the guy was ever military, so I don't know whether... I'm not saying the military doesn't have clear values or anything like that, but it's none of that stuff is as enforced 
as people might think it is. You know, it's not like we don't get mixed messages, and especially in this day and age. I think it depends on the strength of your unit, maybe. But um, I don't know. I think the main thing I, would, I think is one thing you do have pushed into by the military is that when you've got the uniform on, you are the organization and you're not an individual. And that sounds like a brainwash load of bullshit from people who've never served, but um, or for people who've never served. But it's not true. It's a, it's when you've got the uniform on, it's not that you're not an individual, it's just that your actions absolutely affect everybody else around you. And you have to put your personal wishes second. You're, you know, I can't tell you the politics of half the blokes I serve with, and that's absolutely right. That's exactly how it should be. Um, you know, and it's it's not even like I think a lot of people assume that everybody who's in the military is right wing. That's fucking not the case. You know, I do. I've got a flavour of what people think, uh, and there's loads of hippies who are hippies, but also recognise that you have to shoot people sometimes. You know, it's a uh, I don't know. I think you just have to understand that every single thing you do affects all the people around you and you've got to put yourself second to the mission. I thought the point that he raised um, was more about, uh, for me, it sounds like about culture and mm-hmm. the culture of, of uh, the head shed, um, the culture of the head shed, what they perceive to be um, uh, aligning with what today's culture is. Uh, which, as we know from the military point of view, it's quite de- quite detrimental. Uh, we know that we, uh, in the military, we become quite risk adverse, uh, overly risk adverse, and by doing so, we probably put more pressure and more risk on our own soldiers uh, because of that. Um, the health and safety side of things, yeah, we get that. Actually, health and safety is pretty good if it's done properly and it's actually there to serve you. But I think when it's... Um, when people put their own ideas onto it rather than actually dealing with the facts in hand, it, it becomes quite problematic. Um, you know, straight away jumping on this, uh, uh, for example, the, the adverts that the MOD had about, we want your snowflakes, we want this, we want that, you know. Uh, you know, all these these ideas that people think that society is, you know, actually what society needs is strength. It needs order, you know, it's not saying that it's a it's a right wing uh, authoritarian kind of fucking nineteen eighty four situation. It's just saying that actually you still need structure, you still need rules. Um, and actually, I think that the head shed are so worried about how they are perceived that they're actually making it harder and harder for people to do their work. But we know this. Mm-hmm. You good, Luke? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it just seems like they're trying to <laughs> trying to do the right thing or think they're doing the right thing, but it's not. So it's like the whole preferences thing. So not long ago, I think it was about a year or two ago, with the whole sort of like inclusion thing was quite big, especially with like sort of women joining like the infantry. Um was sort of semi getting getting told to put certain preferences onto sort of JPA. Um, even though your preferences in your career are going to be certain qualifications, certain courses, mm-hmm. and then you're getting pretty much forced to put your main preferences, diversion, inclusion, and yeah, but that's we all did the, we? the average bloke. That's mm-hmm. not your that's not your view. Yeah, you do agree with it, and I think it it should happen, but. That's not my number one priority in my military career. Yeah. Well, I'm getting for I'm getting forced, pretty much told. You've got to do that. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually know about that, like civilians. So I, I, I would imagine if there's any sort of government organisation, they maybe have to do something quite similar. Now, just to be to be clear about what that is, every year you have to put like preferences about where what you want to do. It's like your plan for the year, career-wise. Um, it's like covers personal development and it covers your postings and all those things. And that's supposed to be your statement to uh, the careers officer and all that saying, this is what you want. When you're looking at me going, where's this turd want to go? That's what it is. And uh, what everyone was made to do 
uh, is put things that, like like dude says, it's not that we don't believe this stuff. You know, I think no matter as everybody fucking does, who's not an idiot. Um, if you could do the job, that's all I give a fuck about. I do not care what flavour of anything you are. I don't care what you look like. I could. I do not care about anything like that because that's a professional attitude. I want the job done properly. I couldn't give a shit if you're a fucking, um, I don't know, a snail. You know, if, if you can fucking do it properly, I'm down. Yeah. So it's not that people didn't believe this stuff, but they, they were made. To... I identify as a snail. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it depends on what day you get you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's like it isn't that people didn't believe it. It's just that, that you shouldn't be forced to put a thing down and say, "Well, actually, I my priority is to promote um, fucking diversity and inclusion and whatever other stuff you want to put on." You know, it's mate. That was a generic make... statement. That was a generic statement, and I remember uh-huh. even the place that I came from, we were told yeah. to put that down. Well, yeah, yeah. Copy, duty, copy and paste. I think everyone. Of... I mean. A lot of lads kicked up a storm because before I know that I did it as directed by my heart. Yeah. Then, yeah. then copy pasted, which, but yeah. But he actually are they, makes. Are they, are they allowed to do that? Was well, probably not. Would a civic company be allowed to do that? But I think the point is, it, it actually it makes us look worse. So if you're having to be forced into doing this, it makes it gives the impression that the individuals you're asking to do that have been required to be forced yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, I only did that because I was given a slap. Oh, don't you believe it? Well, yeah, I do believe it, but it just, it wasn't in my priorities for my career, so I would never have put it. It'd be you interesting know, to know what the cost of that was. You know, again, yeah. all these bullshit things of, of so if, if there's no actual real truth in it, because it's a generic statement, you know, you believe in those things as qualities. Of course you do, why wouldn't you? Um, but there's nothing individual about it. So if it's nothing individual, why don't you just go, hey, everyone in this unit, do we all agree with this statement? Yes, put your hands up. Yeah, you go, okay, right, we're all going to blanket do that. Yeah. No, yeah. they went around every individual and then you had to say the say, same statement, you know? Yeah, that's a that's box, definitely, a, definitely a box ticking thing. And like bigger picture, that's obviously shitloads of officers sat around the table. Probably took them a month to work out that statement. Slapping each other on the back. Well done. And it, well done. It's probably, well done. probably a statistic going, oh, like fucking 95% of the armed forces have put this as a preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course they have, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's even if, like, even if you're somebody who doesn't believe that, like, genuinely fucking doesn't. So that I don't, you know, I'm sure we do. We do all know people who genuinely believe that uh, women shouldn't be on the front line. You know, there's plenty of people who believe that. And if they don't believe that, they're entitled to believe that. This isn't a dictatorship. You know, they can still do their job just because they don't fucking think that there should be a check next to them. Now, you might not want to high-five that guy because you think he's an idiot, but he's entitled to think that. You know? Mm. It's not the fucking thought police. Um, yeah. So, I yeah. think, to come, back, to, come back, to come back to the man's message, I think, I mean, all of the things that I've written down is weak leadership. Weak leadership is definitely one of them. Um, all these things happen because there's people concerned about their careers. People who put themselves, I mean, you always talk about the middle third, Ben. I know that's one of your your big fucking hates. Um, if you want to explain what the middle third is, your, your theory on officers? I think I've explained this a couple of times, but oh, yes, essentially, if, if, you look at, if you look at Sandhurst, uh, who, who are they recruiting from universities? They're re- recruiting essentially the sporty types, the adventure types. They're not recruiting the most intelligent people at university because the most intelligent people at university go and work for some big company earning lots of bucks. <laughs> so they recruit the middle third. Now, Mark Cullen Smith famously says on the Lieutenant Colonel's course, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the middle third, because the clever ones would have left. So if the middle third have already gone from the middle third before, what does that actually say about the average intellect of the person that we're getting as people who are commanding the MOD and commanding the army? Yeah. It just... You know, I mean, that's, we're not completely being dicks towards officers. No, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course we're not, because <laughs> there, there are some very clever officers. Of course we are. You know, there are uh, some very we, clever officers. And we're not geniuses. We're not amazing. We, yeah, we're, I mean, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm, 
on, on the last person start fucking hammering people. Yeah, no, but, but I think yeah. I think the point is when you the point I'm probably knocking is the fact that if you're looking up to these people to make command decisions, mm-hmm. and then you find out looking at you know compare yourselves to some other militaries who do actively recruit from the most intelligent people from the universities, then you're looking up to these people, realizing that they haven't got a fucking clue, and they're making mm-hmm. it up as they go along. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Uh, granted, there will always be clever people. There's some clever ORs. I mean, you know, we all know some mega clever ORs. Um, but yeah, it's. I think this whole uh, box ticking thing. We've sort of talked about it before. This sort of uh, overly risk adverse uh, culture that we have. Society is overly risk adverse. That's only going to be a knock on effect to what the military is. The military being a government institution means it needs to toe the line even more so, or at least has to be perceived to be toeing the line even more so. So all you get is you get a creeping excellence of overly risk adverse, overly politically correct, and all the other bollocks that comes with it, which actually just makes life very, very difficult. When <clears throat> You know, I think, I can't remember who it was, it was something like, someone like, an actor like Morgan Freeman or someone said, you know, if you stop talking about race, it probably wouldn't be a problem, yeah? Mm-hmm. If you stop making a point of all these things, it probably wouldn't be a problem. Sometimes when you end up creating categories like LBG, you know, uh, uh, Sherwood Foresters, no, I'm checking. You know, you, 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 you create these, these, these groups, then... All you do is you then give them a soundboard to then justify their own actions and justifying everything else, when, as opposed to making it about everyone is equal. Well, how are you making things equal if you're now giving people priority or preference and everything else like that? You know, and we, we see this before. I've had a, a discussion. This is only my thoughts, by the way. I've had this discussion before where police will only actively uh, recruit, um, you know, uh, Blacks or Asians. Well, what if they didn't want to join the police? So now a load of other guys and girls can't get a job because actually we're not recruiting your type. So is that not actually racist in itself? Mm-hmm. Surely if you're the right person for the job, you're going to get the job. Exactly. By, by actively doing that, you're actually going, well, you know, and this is the BBC all over. I mean, the BBC is the worst for it. You know, you, you're going, right, that guy's black, we need him. Well, is he the best guy for the job? Or that guy's white, we need him. Is, well, is, he, is she the best guy for You know, whatever. You know, so um, I, I just think it's a load of bollocks and I think it needs to be re-looked at personally. Uh, and I think someone just with a set of balls needs to actually grip it and say, listen, stop making this an issue and let's just crack on. Mm-hmm. Go, Luke. Yeah. That, um, from what you just said, like, reference how the police sort of recruit and stuff like that, in the fire service that, that that happened to me not long ago uh and i actually know the bloke who's sort of semi-involved with the recru- recruitment uh i went back to him i was like oh mate yeah fucking they basically chinned me off at the first hurdle and he was like mate don't worry about it the uh in the meeting they were saying that we need x amount of women x amount of this religion and they so the one they've even looked at your profile they've gone like well, x military 30 well 32 fucking white yeah, push him to the side, he can fuck off. So, like you said, like they're, they're trying not to be, they're trying to be diverse, but is that not like reverse diverse by saying, actually, the only reason we're going to employ you is because of the colour of your skin? Exactly. So, in theory, it's, it's just totally reversing it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at what's happening at the moment in California, with obviously all the big tech companies and all that are based in California, and there's a, I'm pretty sure it's going through in law that they have to have a certain representative uh, representation of you know different uh, races fucking there's fucking one race cunt you know what I mean uh, races religions sexes genders fucking whatever you want to call it if by law has to be a certain amount and all you're going to see with that potentially is a downward spiral because you do not have the best people for the job doing the job it's like I don't know. We talk about creeping excellence. It's not creeping excellence. It's it's creeping incompetence, uh, and you're just going to see that. It's I don't know. I think I like I think with any of these things, everything is a balance. Uh, Go on, Ben. Uh, so so, listen to that gentleman's message. There's there's a couple of things that I picked up working loosely with the police and other stuff that I've been involved in in my career, um, and. 
And I think it's because of these, everyone's making sure that they're whiter than white. They're making sure they're not, um, um, you know, going to drop a bollock. They're making sure they are politically correct. They are making sure that they are, to, um, you know, more is uh, what you're finding now is people are covering their own ass and they're covering their own ass because obviously they know that full well they're being a load of shit. And I remember talking to uh, some police before and there's almost a reluctance to have like a buddy buddy um, thing involved where, you know, you look after each other no matter what, you know, you'll be there for the guy, girl, you'll, you know, you'll have their back because you're so concerned that the person you're looking after is probably going to shit on you uh, and drag you down because obviously all this politically correct stuff and everything else. Um, you know, I, th I think it's a shame where organisations can't 100% trust each other because they're more concerned about their careers and how they're being perceived than they are about actually getting the job done and looking after the man or woman to the left or right of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sad state. It's a very sad state of affairs because at the end of the day, no matter what you think of the police, of the army, and the other organisations and the NHS and other institutions, when the shit hits the fan, it's those people that are going to come running to look after you. It's those mm -hmm. people who are going to find the person who murdered, raped, burned your house down. It's those people that are going to patch you up when you're bleeding to death or your kids are bleeding to death. It's those people who are putting themselves in, you know, in front of danger for you. Yet it's easy for you lot to shit on them. You know, uh, and and society's doing that. Society's doing that. You know, it's sad. I think with the, uh, I think with the police, it's, they're, they're just in the public eye, aren't they? they? Whatever they do, if they breathe in the wrong direction, if they put like finger out of line, they're just getting absolutely hammered. But I've always said it is that if, if like the military was sort of in the public eye as much as the police, then they'd get hammered, if not more, mm -hmm. than what the police do. Um, without going into like DLs and stuff like that do you know what I mean yeah. Uh, but yeah they because yeah they just get absolutely fucking hammered whatever they do but like you said if you're on the shit the first people you're going to call it well that's it and if, if you have to ask, ask yourself like what the what do we really want do we want a situation where everybody's happy or do we want a situation where our organisations are effective and Good nobody point. gets forced into the nobody gets forced into these organizations, we all go in with open eyes. And you should be professional enough to know that uh, if you want to cry, you can cry on your own time. Now, I'm not saying fucking, you know, we don't care about each other. But the reality is your job is to be professional, do your job and be part of that team, having a, an effective response to a situation. Um, everything else happens in the after action review. You know what I mean? And if you've got the wrong people there because they've been put there uh, for fucking maybe well-meaning but naive reasons uh, we all go down together and that's a bit shit that isn't what we want um, like one of the points your man specifically spoke about there was people kneeling on it and I don't know I think that's got to be I can, I'll talk about this from a personal perspective if I was one of those guys who was at one of these protests, uh, you can call it whatever you want, but one of these protests, and the person next to me knelt because they were told to kneel. And um, I would be speaking to them afterwards. I would be incredibly disappointed with them at the time. Uh, and I would see them as a weak link and we'd be having a conversation because it doesn't Sorry, matter. Who, who told them to kneel? What are you saying that the, the public told them to kneel or their their commanders told them to? Well actually well actually I would say well definitely the public told them to kneel. I said the people they were being shouted at to kneel. So the the, the protesters were being shouted. I mean, I'm not sure if you've watched this better or not, but if you watch the videos, the, they're being shouted at by the protesters to kneel. So and I understand what's in their head that maybe it's all about solidarity. But by doing that, you are siding 
to one side. And if you're in uniform trying to do a job, you cannot do that. You fucking stand and do your job like everybody else. And then when you're not, because like, it weakens your position. It, stop, it weakens the position of everybody around you and of the organization that you're working for. And it is a problem for the mission. And the mission is to be, for the police there is to maintain order. And safety, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, you got a good point there. I think, I think if you're in your own time, in your own mm -hmm. uniform, not in not in the Queen's uniform, you know, yeah. you're not serving the public. Do what the hell you want. I don't care. No one cares. Yeah. Do what you want. You know, and it's whether it's a protest or whether it's a, uh, you know, or because there's a lot of people that weren't protesting. There's some actual people, like you said, who truly believed that what they were doing was right. And, and if and if and if police feel that there is a solidarity, I think it's different if it was like a local Bobby who was probably in a group, you know, where he could feel part of a community. Great. But when there's a load of people there that are meant to be standing too to ensure the safety of the crowd, and there isn't those people in that crowd who are going to take advantage of the situation, they need to be sat there and doing their job. Mm. To be honest, mate, I would, I would disagree with that. I would say that um, you have to see the big picture. It's part of your job to see the big picture. And then we use this organisation as, as an example of the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Like, nobody here, don't fucking misquote me, nobody's saying that the origins of this as an idea you know uh, racism is bad this is not a good thing we all fucking need to fucking uh, have a look at what we do just like everyone does but if you are aware of the big picture there is another side to this organization and it's, and it's political corrupt political well, it's corrupt yeah there's all sorts behind it so you can go down the rabbit hole on it and i wish more people would the, the, the well-meaning people I wish they would actually have a look about what they're um, being associated with because it's a yeah anyway but I think you have to be aware of the big picture and it doesn't matter if you're only doesn't matter how many people are there that is an act that they're using the same as the fucking raised hands thing it's it's an act that they're using to be able to show somebody is on side and supporting. And I think if you're in uniform, you speak for the whole uniform, no matter whether you are in a whatever, whatever the situation is. I just don't think you can do it. I see what you mean. I think that the, maybe the point I'm probably trying to get across with the local Bobby within the community was certainly I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of of that movement of black lives matter movement however i do agree with the sentiment of what it's trying to to do I don't agree with the actual movement so that local bobby piece that i probably said then i probably don't mean necessarily the black lives movement per se i'm more about talking about a local bobby making a decision to unite that himself with the community or herself with the community that they serve if yeah. they feel you know you know i mean grenfell's a good example of that and a few other bits and pieces uh, you know where communities have come together and support each other. Yeah, Agreed. I agree. I think I think I think any pressure. I mean, I, I remember going into some of the FCO buildings, uh, and the whole building was just done up as a rainbow flag, uh, and I was just like, "Is anyone actually doing any work in here?" You know, now now I'm going in there. I'm meant to be working with the FCO, and you're like, you know, are we more concerned about making sure we're politically correct than we are actually about anyone doing their job? And that's yeah. exactly how I feel. It's been it's been rammed down your throats. We see it in our own camps where an LGB whatever fucking flag is being flown above um, our brigade HQs. We're not meant to be political. We're not meant to be anything to do with any of these bits and pieces. You know, yeah. it, it, half the time I can't even fly an England flag, and I'm a very proud Englishman. I can't yeah. fly an England flag, but then I can. They, you know. Uh, it's. I think if if you it, institutions need to make a stand and they don't side with this bullshit, yeah. People in their own time do whatever they want, and, and, and I'm all for it. I, 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 um, I feel the same as you guys. I don't care what your orientation is or what flavour you are. It, it has no bearing on me. Never has done. Um, but I just think institutions like that need to be separated from all this bollocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that thing on that thing on the flags as well. Like I know there's like soon as something like that happens, it goes around the WhatsApp groups, isn't it? And I think the yeah. CTC did it and it was it was it fell on uh, a troop passing out. As tragic as it sounds, it's like do you know what I mean lads are joining, some of them 
dreamed of it all the fucking childhood. And they've, they've literally worked up to this day, the best day of their life. Yeah. And yet they don't, they don't get to march past the club flag because it's yeah. been fucking pulled down and whatever yeah. flag's been put up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yes, okay, it's all inclusion. That's fine, that's cool. But to jeopardise that, lads that have fallen for the flag, lads that work mm. towards that flag, and the best day of their life, they're fucking marching past fucking whatever. And yeah. same as what you said, Ben, about the Englishman thing and being British. I'm the same. Um, with the um, 75th anniversary, I've got a big fucking pusser's fucking flag like hanging outside the fucking house. Spoke to the next door neighbour and the only thing he said to me was like, fucking hell, I thought EDL had moved in next door. Fuck's sake. Yeah, and that's the way you're meant to feel. Yeah. You're, you're meant, you know, uh, you know why, why can't I be proud of something? You know, uh, I'm also proud of uh, the Union flag. I'm also proud of the Scottish flag. And, everything. and I, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be part of the United Kingdom. Uh, it doesn't mean you're fucking racist. It doesn't mean just because I don't want to hang... Um, uh, a rainbow flag up means um you know uh you know got some sort of problem against homosexuals i'm homophobic you know i'm not i just <clears throat> i just don't need to raise a, i just don't need to run around with a flag and my trousers around my ankles it's just yeah, not exactly. you know i just don't need to do that you yeah. know i think just, uh, um, just to appease everyone else well yeah. this is it that's a perfect word appeasement so i think Lots of people who've never served have an idea about what it's like to serve. But unfortunately, a lot of these people are the ones who are pushing this stuff. And their they're incorrect opinion about, and then we'll talk about the military because that's where we're from. Their incorrect opinion about the military is that we are all uber macho, fucking, you know, potentially racist, potentially uh, homophobic, whatever. That's their opinion of it because you get the odd story off from fucking idiots who maybe was bullied. Uh, by a, a turd um, you get that thing and they, they put that on everybody so the issue you have is that we're being forced to push back against something because of an opinion that's based on absolute bullshit because people do not like we said before people do not care how many gay guys do you know and fucking girls fucking loads there's tons of them you know we <laughs> we know about mortars you know <laughs> how many of those people do we know how many of those people do we know that, that i mean like you said you know it's a cross-section of society yeah you know and it's very open i don't know anyone who is um gay that actually makes a fucking point of it. I don't know oh, anyone yeah. who's gay that's trying to ram it down your throat. I don't know anyone oh, who's gay that's trying to run around and, you know, the point is, the people that do are trying to justify their own existence, give themselves yes. a fucking label and make themselves yeah. feel like they're finally important because they didn't get enough time with daddy. That's like, what I it comes down to, you know, just I don't get on and contribute to society. Certainly. I know more straight guys who do more gay stuff than fucking gay guys in the army. You know what I mean? <laughs> we said we were going to mention this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it's exactly the same. And that, it's, that, that goes for every, everything, you know. It's, it's the least racist place that I've fucking ever worked. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've done some jobs on City Street. It's the least racist place. You know, it's not fucking... People don't have a, an issue with your religion. It's not a thing. Um, like, not a thing. also forget that the three of us have spent a fair amount of our time fighting and dying alongside Muslims, you know, who are fighting on the same side as us. You know, so yep. people are generally anti-Islam in, like, a fucking... Uh, Islam when it's moderate... You know, yeah. it's like with anything, people have a problem with extremists of any flavour. Mate, fucking, yeah. I'll go, go to the nearest building site. Yeah. That's fucking, compared to the military, mate, military is, exactly. like, go to a building site, mate, fuck me, you talk about racists and... Exactly. ...political people, like, fucking, there's some strong views knocking around places like that, and the local boozer. Compared to military, military is just as even as you can get it. Exactly, because it's, fair, it's an environment fair, where you're forced, you're forced to be professional, where your job has to come first. It's yeah. forced to come first because people die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I mean, it really doesn't, like you said, without making a force and a point of it. I really don't, I really don't care. I, I'm going to go back to the same point you said at the start, which was this. It's about professionalism. It's about 
if you're a good person and you're not a turd, then why would I care what you do in your own time or what colour you are or who you pray to? No one cares. No, the point is they, the media and culturally we're making a point of it, which is making it more and more difficult for anyone to say or do the right thing. Fine. You know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if, I suppose we can talk about leadership for a sec. So... My, my, this is my sort of take on leadership, what I, what I think your job is as a leader, or at least one of the jobs. I think I've mentioned this previously on one of my, my other podcasts, but like, I think as soon as you're in a leadership role, it's your job to be looking downwards to protect those beneath you. So your job is to make sure that everybody beneath you is in, has everything they need, that everything's as well as you can have it, that all their needs are met and that they are ready to do a job. And in response to that protection that you give them, that fucking shit deflector that you are, you can fucking beast them. You can destroy them when you need to. You work them until they die because you have offered them. It's that racehorse theory, isn't it? You know, you can flog a racehorse till it's dead because it's been pampered all its life and had all its needs met. Uh, your job looking upwards is only to shit deflect to make your team's life easier and more effective and to be aware of uh, the mission. You know, you get your mission and then it's your job to put it to your your men and make sure that they carry it out. Uh, your job, whether you like it or not, or this is where people get it wrong, is not your career. It's your job to take the hit and have a shit career if it means that your team is more effective and does its job properly. Uh, and that's that's... You know, and you will get shit for it. I know I got shit for it in my career because I looked after my blokes. And I know everyone says that like to some fucking mega guy. But I tried to do my best to look after my blokes and understood that it was my job to be a dick sometimes pointing upwards uh, for the sake of, you know, your team and your effectiveness. And I'm not saying that's why... <laughs> I'm not saying that's why I wasn't a <laughs> I, I like uh, I like the Ragnar kind of Viking philosophy about um, making yourself a legend for all eternity type thing. Where actually, what you don't want to be is the bad guy in someone's story. You know, when you leave. So really, what you want to do is you want to be able to make sure that when you leave after those very very small career, uh, realistically, which is twenty two years, you know, you want to leave to make sure you're not the bad guy in someone's story. You want to leave making sure that you somehow impressed on the people that did look up to you and you did shit deflect. Because when you leave, you're just going to be just another turd like everyone else. Yeah. You know, you're not taking it with you. No one's mm-hmm. going to suddenly put you on a pedestal as soon as you leave and go, oh, mate, this is, this is amazing. You're such a good soldier. He's going to be an awesome veteran or some, some bullshit. They're not. Just don't, be the, just don't be the bad guy in your Tom's stories when you leave that's that's the main that's the main point there is also something about um leadership obviously there's different types of leadership i remember having one guy who was so selfish he made an incredibly good leader and he he was such a good leader he was very clever very very capable but because he was incredibly selfish he didn't want shit on him so he ensured that his troop always had an easy run Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So actually, the blokes so. always had a really good time because actually they were getting looked after because the TL didn't want to have a fucking shit time as well. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't necessarily that the TL was looking after his own bloke. But anyway, it's just a bit of a, it's a random dip. But um, the point is, uh, you know, I, I think it's all about that influence how you can have. One thing I, I, I really regret was I was never a DS on selection. You know, the influence you could have had on. 200 people at any course you know and if you do it right whether they pass or fail they will remember those those efforts you've done they'll remember what you've taught them for the rest of their lives everyone remembers their their selection ds you know i think it's i think i think it's actually massively commendable to be to be a good cunt uh, right, nothing from Luke. <laughs> That's me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But I think I'd like to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Here, though, we're not saying that you are fighting to be liked by those underneath you. 
and just be, oh, he's a mega guy. You know, it's not that because you have to be a cunt to the people underneath you sometimes to make sure that they're doing what they need to do. But it's, it's they're your cunt to treat like cunt and look after and work as you see fit. Your job is to protect, protect them from the people who uh, would have them doing bullshit that they don't need to do. Yeah, so make sure they're, they're, they're as best prepared as they can be before they go into battle. Yeah. Always, uh, you'll, you'll always remember that fucking that shit bloke in the tube as well, don't you? If someone's like, if someone just throws some names, you, you bump into someone you haven't seen for a few years. You know, oh, that's so and so doing your, oh yeah, like fucking remember him, he was mega. And he could have been like yeah. mega for like four or five years. And then you mentioned that one name and he might have done some shit once or cuntish once. And you just be like, oh, remember that. And then you spend more time talking about. That, that did sort of wrong for five minutes than you would about the good bloke who was like absolutely golden for fucking five years yeah yeah well people do though they like you said people always remember that you know um whether they get it or not sometimes you get the haters that always remember a shit story because it makes them feel better that they can justify yeah. oh yeah i know uh so and so yeah how long did he do in the regiment did this well i remember a time where he had to put his belt kit in his bergen or some shit whatever and um you know and, and you're like that's cool but you got kicked out for drugs so you know, <laughs> you're actually a shit cunt you're actually a really shit cunt um you know so you you always get those people who always slag those people off for that one thing that they think they they have on them um as said i think it's just a case that or, or even if it's a case with kids, you know, you, you don't want your kid to bump into someone one day that may have served with you. And they go, oh, yeah, my, my old man was in two power. And then, two power, and then they go, uh, no, oh, no, I didn't, didn't really know him. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't befriend everyone. And, you know, and, and, and you're always probably going to be an asshole to someone. That's it, we've all got fuck-ups. Those fucking, those covers are, are full of skeletons. You're just going to wait. They're coming out yeah. one day. Someone's got one. Just fucking leaning against them, mate. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but that's everybody. And if you pretend you haven't got them, you're a fucking idiot. You're just yeah. accepting that we're all fallible, that we're all a kind of somebody. Yeah. What else have we got? Anything else we want to go down? Um... No, that's 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 me. Today. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. Uh, I've got a couple of things we'll uh, we'll talk about in the next time. Uh, got some ideas. I want to uh, support some of the anti-poacher rangers uh, with seeing if I can get veterans to donate their old army boots. Uh, send them to HR4K, and then we can send them out to the anti-poacher rangers in Kenya, uh, Car, uh, Tanzania, etc. I see if we can help those guys out. Uh, that's something you want to do. Um, so, but obviously, more information to follow. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it means that these these guys don't have to pay for them. Um, they can spend their budget probably on food and other and vaccines and other bits and pieces they need to do, and they've got something to put on their feet. No, no, it's just it. just stand by, stand by, um, okay, and then yeah. once once we're up and running. Um, we'll uh, we'll ask people to send in their boots. Um, Go yeah. Okay, Luke, anything? Mega. Uh, no, just the Project Vertical stuff. If everyone can sort of get eyes on that, um, give it a share, donate to November. It's all for a really, really good course. Uh, but yeah, just try and track it. Just keep following the updates. Uh, yeah, really good, really good project to be involved in. Cool, man. Um, yeah, so, I, I, I think it's it's always good to do that as well. It feels better. Like the first couple of years that I did the support people crossing the, the Atlantic, that feels that felt better to me than I mean that's just a personal fucking thing, I suppose, but it felt better to me than doing giving a hundred quid to twenty people who were doing a CrossFit competition. You know what yeah. I mean? It felt better yeah. to just go, okay, we can actually action something here and help and make something happen. Um, yeah, and you actually get better traction from donations because people are inspired by it. It's always better to have an inspirational thing. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, what have I got going on? We might actually get, yeah, <laughs> what 
have to try and think of something. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm put that at your ass. For that, if anybody watched my, so I now go live for a post weekend chat uh, about seven o'clock on a Monday evening. So that's Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I do try and trail it prior to it, and it's literally just. So I, I am actually going to try and talk about something more planned. Instead of just turning up and going, hi, how is everybody? And having a chat. Um, but I, the last one I did, I spoke about the community thing that I was doing. I saw that the cat bank with that a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping that's going to go like this week. I'm going to time if, yeah. Uh, not a crowd noise there, Ben. Yeah, sorry, dude. It's getting busy, picking up. Ben's walking, Ben's walking around HR4K, fucking high-fiving people. Sorry, the customers <laughs> to buy things. Um, yeah. Do you know how high I have to jump to high-five <laughs> the average person? I'm the only person who has to take a stool around me to stand on to high-five people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's gonna, uh, that community thing's going to go live at some point this month, I think. And we'll see whether it works, see if people like it, see if they don't, like, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Um, the people have been pestering me for Team Rubicon shirts, not Team Rubicon, shit, <laughs> I'll react. So those shirts, I think, have arrived. So maybe by the time this podcast comes out, they'll have arrived. If not, should be tomorrow. So if you're after that stuff, this weekend is a big a big one for the T-shirts and the hoodies for Up react. Uh, I think... That is kind of it. Closing arguments anywhere? No. Just don't Good. think everyone's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> We're not all racists. We're not all homophobes. Sometimes we just no. want to be a good cunt. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, are you going to work now, Luke? Are you yeah, stay yeah, home? yeah, yeah. I've got some uh, interesting parcels turning up. Mm. Um, you can't get them into the house. Uh, nah, you can't get to the house. Not allowed to the house anymore. So, mate, fuck it. I'm so scared to open these parcels because they're either going to do really well or we've just spent a lot of money on absolute shit. No. <laughs> Standard. No, love it. You'd be all right. Love it. <laughs> all right, dude. Right. Uh, I'll speak to you later. Cheers, Bye. lads. Cheers, Bye. all the best. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.